It's Friday the 10th of February and welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Catherine Alcorn and I'm joined by co-host Shane Lee. Tell you what, you're a glutton for punishment having me. This is the third crack I've had this week. What is going on? I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> but plenty to talk about. Um, I was just going to say, with all the cricket about... Um, I just thought I'd give people a little bit of an um, understanding of what it's like to actually play in India. And for me, personally, the, I found the people were really kind and, and beautiful over there. Um, but it is very suffocating, hot place to play. And you often feel quite sick um, due to the climate. And I remember playing a game there in 1996. Craig McDermott was opening the bowling, first ball of the game. And as he started to run in... The curry from the night before decided to leave his stomach and was on a sort of express express highway to his ass. And he didn't even bowl the ball and he just kept running past the stumps, past the weird keeper, straight to the toilet. I, I remember I remember I asked him after the game, did you actually make it to the toilet on time? He said, mate, I didn't even make it to the stumps. <laughs> Poor bloke. Oh, dear. Oh, God. And were you in whites? <laughs> no, we were in bright yellows then, so it was just as bad. Oh, goodness. Oh, no. Well, what I mean, what is it like to tour there? Look, it, it is a great place. Um, the hotels there are now, I'd say, almost seven or eight star. Um, but unfortunately, you got this sort of position where you're in absolute wealth in the hotel and you walk out in the streets and you're in absolute poverty. Um, so it is very confronting. But as I said at the start, the people are very kind and they just love cricket so much. And it's You feel like as a cricketer when you're over there, you're doing a lot of good for a lot of people, which is great. Oh, it's a big motivation for, for the locals, that's for sure. And I often find mm. that uh, the less you have, the happier you are sometimes. I've yep. seen that a, a lot around the world. Today on the show, we'll be talking cricket after Australia's first day batting to India, some AFL, NRL before pre-season games this weekend, UFC, surfing and more. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Whether it's for early morning coffee and pastries, long business lunches or post-work cocktails, head to District Brasserie in Sydney CBD. With a modern Australian menu created to hero locally sourced produce and a unique offering of charred meats cooked on a custom-built charcoal oven. Situated on the ground floor of Chifley Tower, District Brasserie is open from 6.30am Monday to Friday for breakfast, lunch and dinner. District Brasserie, sophisticated yet casual. Afternoon Sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. First up, we've got cricket and Australia versus India, the first test day one in Nagpur. It wasn't a great day for the Aussies. No, not a great start, Kath. Um, Australia won the toss, decided to bat, and we were bundled out for only 177. Both our openers, Warner and Kawaja, both out for one. 
but a funny select, funny selections from the Australians. Like we we talked about um, young potential Todd Murphy who made his debut, the young spinner coming mm. in, but they left um, Travis Head out. Now Travis Head's currently ranked number four Test batsman in the world. Um, and I'd, for whatever reason, they decided to leave him out. They brought both in Renshaw and Hanscom. I thought Hanscom would play um, in the absence of Cam Green, and he did. And Hanscom looked pretty good. He got 31. Renshaw got out first ball. Um, so a strange decision there to leave Head out. I think it's a really bad decision on their behalf. Um, but the Aussies, yeah, the high score was um, uh, Labashane, who scored 49. Steve Smith, 37. As I mentioned, Hanscom, 31. And Kerry, 37. So they all got starts, but that's not good enough in India. You need to get a start. You have to go on with it. Um, and in return, uh, India are one for 77. So we're in real big trouble here. I think it was good to see Todd Murphy on debut get, he, get his first wicket. But I think Australia, it's going to be a long, long day in the field today. Oh, big time. Now, does this decision with Head uh, have anything to do with the fact that he's a left-hander and we've got Pitchgate going on? Yeah, but, uh, potentially. But um, there's a lot of batsmen in that team that uh, I think Head's been outperforming. So it's just strange. Look, he hasn't had two very recent good tours to the subcontinent and whether he's batting so poorly in the nets. But it's a, I know that's a funny decision. When, it, when a guy's in form... And he's really surmounted his spot down the team to drop him. Really plays with his mind for the future. It's not a good idea. Well, it's a bold decision. Let's see if it pays off. In a shock move, Melbourne Stars captain Adam Zampa has requested trade to Crosstown Rivals. Yeah, whenever I talk about Adam Zampa, I feel really odd because I played cricket with his dad. <laughs> down, <laughs> down, down in the Illawarra. Um, yeah, so he, it's a funny one. Yes, he is a captain of the Melbourne Stars and he wants to go across to the Renegades and has requested um, an immediate trade. Um, he still has two years running on his contract. But only a few weeks ago, Adam Zampa tried to mancad which one of the Renegades players, which is considered really the, a bad and uh, in, in not the correct spirit of the game. And now he wants to go and play for him. So I don't know what's going on there. Look, he just likes to play the field, obviously, young Zampa. <laughs> well, he, I tell you, he does it pretty well for, for a professional cricketer. Uh, and he plays state cricket for um, New South Wales. But he lives um, up in Byron Bay. <laughs> Doesn't go to training. So oh. uh, he's got the best of both worlds, this bloke. He certainly does. He's, he's making a nice life for himself there. Australia loses the 2020 World Cup warm-up match to Ireland as Alyssa Healy returns fully from a calf injury. Well, she looked good. Uh, I wouldn't read too much into this. This is a warm-up match and we did lose the game. Australia scored five for 168. But what people need to realise is that we actually retired quite a few of our batsmen and Alyssa Healy being one of those. So mm. they wanted to give everyone a go. So I dare say if they were in a proper game, um, that five for 168 would have been yeah, north of 200. Um, but it's it's a good warning sign because Ireland ch- chased those runs down quite quickly. So we need to get our bowling right moving into the actual official games of the World Cup. And a win for Ireland was a long time coming. 24 years they've been trying to have a crack there. But Healy says that uh, there's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to stress about. So we'll see how they go coming up with New Zealand. Yeah, I, I think so. I think they're right. I think they're, they're in a good space. And it's good to see uh, Alyssa Healy back to form after that calf injury. Moving on to Olympics now. And the IOC president urges the Ukraine Ukrainian Olympic Committee against organising a Paris Olympic Games boycott. This is a tricky one, mm. mate. What do you think? Well, it is a, it's a tricky one. Um, the IOC have granted permission for both the Russian and the Belarus athletes to compete, hence why the Ukrainians obviously are looking at boycotting. Um, the President, um, Thomas Bach, said that 
he would obviously get them not to try and do that because previous boycotts did not achieve the the political ends they were after in the past. And I agree with that. Yeah. Um, also, mm. he probably won't get a brown paper bag either. Thomas said the Russians take that. <laughs> <laughs> but look, it, it, it's a tough well, one, and I can see where the Ukrainians are coming from. But you know, these are athletes. Um, they're they're not politicians themselves. They have no the the Russian athletes and the Belarus athletes have no um, uh, part in this war. They're just part of it. Um, and I think it'd be you know, as, as an athlete, you get probably one chance in your life to go to Olympics. They should go. Exactly. Stay with us because we'll be talking NRL, boxing, UFC and more after this short break. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies, and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. to AFL now and Carlton's five-year plan includes winning an AFL Premiership, an AFLW Premiership, reach 125,000 members, average home games of 55,000. Shane, should we tell them they're dreaming? Well, potentially. It's bold, bold predictions here. Um, (laughs) Look, I I think the first two points are the key, right? If if they do win an AFL flag, Carlton have some of the the most high-profile supporters of the game. They do have a, a decent membership base. I think it's around 80,000 now, so they want to take that to 125,000. Um, the, the the women's AFLW team is a decent side, so they're a chance of winning in five years, so I think that could happen. Their uh, men's team yeah, finished in around eight. They should do better this year, but if they do win an AF, um, AFL flag, Carlton will have 125,000 members and they will get more than 55,000 of the home games, so if the top two take care of themselves, the rest will follow. Wishing them all the best for that one. And moving on to the NRL, things are heating up over there. The threat of NRL player boycotts escalates as the deadline's set with the season looming. Yeah, the deadline is today. So the the Rugby League Players Association want to have uh, their uh, points heard um, around the non-financial requests. We talked about it yesterday. It's about the women getting uh, a better pay and around the injuries and being treated more than a year after they retire. Um, And they are saying now this is a real threat that if um, they don't get heard and don't get those requests met, they will cover their logos and start the matches, these pre-season matches late, which destroys the broadcast. Um, You've worked in TV, you you get this, Kath, that um, 
all of a sudden sponsors and, and ads don't get played, it turns everything upside down. So it is coming to a head today. It is a massive call. What do you think is going to happen? Oh, geez. I, I, I think the NRL um, uh, body itself are, are pretty naive, and I don't think they think the players will go through with this. And reading between the lines, I know they will. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and and. And as cricketers, we, we had to do this um, initially when we were um, um, negotiating our collective bargaining agreement and we, uh, North Sydney Oval, we stood um, before a game uh, in protest and, and we got our demands met. Oh, well done. Um, which are only fair. Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and I think the players, I'd urge them to do the same because these are just little things that they can definitely um, uh, uh, meet. And they're not asking for more and more money. The players think that the men in particular are getting paid quite well. It's just more around the little things around the fringe of, the, of their contracts they want met. Well, I love the fact that they're standing for equality here. Yes. Will you be watching the All-Stars round or any of the pre-season matches? Yeah, I will be. Um, I love This time of the year always frustrates me. It's the end of the <laughs> cricket season, and I, and I know that we've got the, the Indian Test match on now, but I found myself watching fucking Equestrian <laughs> last week. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dark days the in the Lee household between equestrian and married at first sight. My goodness. Tell me, how was your curry last night, by the way? How did that turn out? It was it was fantastic and I made it to the toilet <laughs> on time as well, which is good. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on to UFC 284. Now, the UFC reveals Aussie mega plan if Volk becomes the historic double champ. This is exciting. Yeah, they do love a hero. Uh, the UFC are great at building this up. And Volkanovski, as we've talked about the last couple of days in the show, um, takes on Makachev. If he wins, he becomes a two-time and a historic champion. And then they will let him headline another UFC down here in Australia. Um, and they're saying he can almost steal Conor McGregor's pay-per-view crown down mm. under, which would be huge. huge. So it would be a huge payday for him. And so that's a real incentive to, to hopefully uh, – Hopefully, hopefully, get the chocolates there. But this weekend, we see four, we see four Aussies fighting: Volkanovski, um, Jack Della, um, Madalana, uh, the Ice Cold Killer, uh, Jack Jack Jenkins, and Josh Chub, uh, Caballo. Spit so, it out, mate! Uh, four Aussies. Yeah, it's not easy to say, mate. Well. He could be spitting his teeth out later on after that fight. Well, it's a little bit incestuous here between Volkanovsky and Makachev and Connor because um, mm. Makachev uh, is from Dagestan and he has been trained by former UFC lightweight champion Khabib Nurmagomedov. And Nurmagomedov mm. also took down Connor recently. So, oh. look, what what's going to be the play here? Because it wasn't between uh, Khabib and Conor. It wasn't it wasn't a big uh, fight full of big kicks and punches. He just Khabib just smothered in the whole time. Yeah, and and that that's going to be a real technique where they try and get in close and, and keep it tight. Um, but it's going to be this will go the rounds. That's for sure. Um, and it won't be the, the the quick knockout punch. And that's not Volkanovski's style anyway. Mm. He, he doesn't really knock him out. He just wears him down. And Makachev has made headlines for another reason in WA this week. I'm not sure if you saw, but um, he yeah. and his entourage have been fined for feeding the locals. Well, feeding quackers. What a, what, a, what a quacker shit. You've got to be quacking kidding me. No, but he was feeding him on the table. When I read that headline, I thought, is that a euphemism? Uh, I've, heard of, I've heard of someone outside feeding the chooks, never the quackers. Well, moving on to surfing, Australia's Jack Robinson claims famous win at Pipeline to take the WSL lead. How good's this? It is huge. And I don't know, um, Kath, if you've ever been over to Hawaii into Pipeline, and you see those waves there. It is one scary place. Oh, they're place. wild. Um, they're wild. And Jack Robertson um, claimed the, 
it's the first opening event of the season of the Billabong Pro. Um, so he's now head of the um, the World Series League leaderboard. Um, but a huge win. He just puts he writes his name in history as as someone that's won Pipeline, which is as a surfer, it doesn't get any better than that. It certainly doesn't. And I loved his response that he's just grateful to be there, and and yep. it's just a wonderful win for Jack. Well, Shane, that's it for afternoon sport today. Thanks for listening, everyone. What a whirlwind. Yeah, and what a week. Well done, Kat. <laughs> what a week. Oh, thanks. It's so great to be here. I've had an absolute ball. Make sure you listeners hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. And a big thank you always to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And, of course, thank you to our producer, Dan McHugh. Awesome. All right, have a great week, guys. Thank you. We'll see you then, guys. Take see care. See you later. Bye. Yo, yo, day. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts like Lunch with Lee. Former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians and more about sports, music and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.